This episode is made possible by Armoire. I love genius companies founded by women, and Armoire is one of them. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days, and then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. To me, Armoire Armoire solves so many issues I struggle with today, the biggest one being accumulation of stuff. Let's face it, women want to feel on trend and fresh in their clothes, so we like to shop for new clothes often. But I also get overwhelmed when I have too much to choose from, which happens after years of shopping. I forget what clothes I have and I end up wearing the same thing over and over. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion and then send it back. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a department store fitting room with those unflattering fluorescent lights again. Trust me, your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash heel. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash heel to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Heal Podcast. I'm Kelly Noonan Gorris, and every week I speak to the leading doctors, healers, spiritual teachers, and scientists to find out what is truly possible when it comes to healing. I also interview real people with extraordinary healing stories. My philosophy is what's possible for one is possible for all. And I've discovered on my journey that so much more is possible than we can begin to imagine. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Heal Podcast. So today I decided to do a solo episode. Um, it will be releasing on Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, I thought I'd do a solo episode because, you know, there's lots to discuss, lots to fill you in on. Kind of want to review the year. It's been an intense year for almost everybody I know. Very challenging one personally, and I'd like to share kind of the ups and downs and learnings um, that I've experienced this year. I want to talk about gratitude, which is obviously very fitting for today, the day of gratitude, uh, because to me, gratitude is one of the most powerful creative forces in the universe and one that I use as a tool, and it just feels good to be grateful. Um, talk about that. I'm going to talk about the next phase of the podcast, because we just got a new partner, and we are going to go full force full pod full we're back to full potting um because i'm energized and inspired so we'll talk about that a little bit and then i'm going to finish off talking about this amazing ritual that i did last year over the winter holiday um and it's kind of a 
a nod to what the winter solstice period is really about and turning within and you know um using the dark the darkness to do the inner work and it's a beautiful amazing powerful ritual that blew my mind last year it's called the 13 holy nights um and i'm going to do an ig live about it with the creator lara day uh so stay tuned for that to get in the details in the next week or so but i want to talk about it today because you guys need to order the deck in order to do the um the ceremony the 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 13 holy nights ritual with me and i'm telling you it is so cool because it sets you up for the entire next year um and so we're going to talk about that so gratitude uh, first of all i just want to say to all the listeners thank you so much for continuing on this journey with us we just continue to get the most positive um really appreciative feedback from you know the interviews we're offering and the conversations we're having and the inspiration and empowerment through the information we're sharing so you know i i love my job i love to have these conversations i feel very fortunate to be able to sit in a room with these masters and brilliant beautiful souls with brilliant minds and beautiful hearts and um so it's an honor to be able to share them with you and the you know without anyone to share them with these conversations wouldn't happen you know if the if a branch breaks in the wood and nobody's there to hear it you know does it make a sound or is it just vibration? These are things to ponder. Um, no, but really, I just want to say how grateful we are to our audience um, for following us along and continuing to seek out truth with a capital T with us. Uh, and so we can reach our potential in this life and really live a fulfilling life and heal heal and let go of the wounds, um, but also find gratitude in the wounds and the trauma that have shaped us into the humans that we are today. And on that note, I want to I, I want to address um, because you know when you hear this episode, depending on when you know in the timeline you hear it, I often get vulnerable in these podcasts if I'm going through some healing modality with someone or, or recounting a story. <laughs> And as most of us, there's, you know, one or two people in our lives or whether it's our parents or teacher or sibling or whatever it is, the dynamic that um, caused a lot of our pressure um, and shaped who we are, like I just mentioned. And my dad was, you know, like many young girls, their father is a very powerful force in their life and a powerful shaping force. And so I just want to give note because I recently just um, had an interview with Marissa Peer, a world-renowned therapist, and we did this little hypnosis session in the episode. And I like dropped in right away and went to kind of some traumatic childhood moments. And they all kind of centered around my dad and his temper. Um, and I just want to say in that, like really the healing of trauma and the exploration of our wounds, um, you know, to become aware of where we're getting triggered now in our adult lives, those are such, I'm, I'm learning, my, my friend Peter Crone has, has taught me, like he gets excited when he gets triggered, which is probably not that often for him anymore. But when I get triggered, I now get excited because I'm like, oh, there's something still to be looked at under the subconscious there's a wound there that's still painful that something is rubbing up against to bring to my awareness so that I can heal and 
in parenting, I've get triggered all the time, right? By my four and a half year old, we're in the power struggle phase. And so she's a great teacher to show me um, where I'm still getting triggered and the wounds that still exist. And all of this to say, a lot of my wounds have been about my father um, and his temper and just the tension in the household. And I just, you know, I, I wanna say that I love my dad so much. He's a wonderful guy. He was either the life of the party or stressed out because of work. And he was also an airline pilot. So he was gone for two weeks out of every month and would come home and, and feel left out. He would feel like he didn't have any control and there was always financial stress. So, you know, when I talk about his temper, there's so many conditions and his own childhood conditioning that created the context and the circumstance for him to to behave the way he behaved. And by the way, I was also viewing his temper and his behavior through little two-year-old lenses, you know, or six-year-old lenses or whatever it was. So it's my interpretation. And also, um, I just, I look at him with so much compassion now. And even then, like at a very young age, I realized that he was just a product of his conditioning. And he was really, um, what, what seemed like outward anger was really a cover for hurt, deep hurt. So I developed compassion for him right away, but I still have these wounds and I still have these triggers. And it's, um, so I just wanted to say that I'm grateful for my father and cause he's, he's made me sharp and witty. Um, and yes, there's a lot to unpack and unwind and look at, and there's pain and there's, um, there's, there's still stuff stuck in my body, which you'll, you'll hear on the Marissa Peer podcast episode, which was wild to go on that journey. Um, but again, it's so wonderful to get to a point where you're not a victim. You know that you survived whatever you went through. And mine, you know, my trauma is minuscule compared to what's going on in the world today and, and what so many people have endured. Um, but to be able to let go of, stop blaming the past and start pivoting to gratitude because the circumstances in our lives and our lives experiences have, have really shaped us into the strong, resilient, creative, whatever your qualities are, um, are a result of those pressures and those the heat and the fire and the challenges and the trauma and the tragedies of life. So all of that to say, I love you, dad. Sorry that I keep bringing you up in all these episodes, but I'm grateful for you. Um, happy Thanksgiving. And let's cut to now, like, because it's all related, this challenging year that I've had. Um, I kind of woke up in January of 2023, so 11 months ago. And I just, and I think it has to do with my age. I think it has to do, you know, 44 years old, um, really questioning because I, you know, motherhood is such a just important experience for me. I always knew I wanted to be a mother. I always wanted to have multiple children. I'm one of two. I always thought I was going to have two or three children. So I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my kind of, I got to figure this out. This is my last chance if I want to have another experience of being bringing life into this world because the first time magical i had you know a wonderful pregnancy thank god child healthy thank god 
you know, I had my birth um, plan played out, natural childbirth. I experienced bringing life, you know, through the portal of my body uh, without medication. And it was all amazing. But there's still some stress when there's so much newness and when you're trying to learn something new, there's so much stress and kind of tension around the experience and you want to do it right and you're learning so much information that it's overwhelming. So I woke up in January of 2023, 11 months ago, and I was like, oh God, I kind of want to experience having another child with a little less stress and tension and overwhelm because I've done it before. I also, I'm one of two. I had a sibling. I kind of want to give Riley a sibling, even though she has wonderful half siblings. They're all kind of older than her. So I, I went through that process and that conversation. And in that, I realized like, wow, time has flown and there's so much that I've become in the, in the last years, but there's also so many parts of myself that I've abandoned. And it's because of conditioning. It's because, you know, societal conditioning and women are taught to be people pleasers and um, you know, my astrology, it's just that I got cancer rising and I'm very nurturing and I put other people first. And so I just woke up and I was like, no more. I cannot maintain this um, mountain on my shoulders of trying to please everybody. It's exhausting. It's going to kill me, basically. Um, and so I have to put myself first. I have to put my needs first. And I cannot take into account everybody's feelings. I have to really think this is my one experience in this body, in this lifetime. And, you know, even though me having another child might disrupt or ruffle the feathers of some people in my, around me and my environment might disrupt my life. It might, you know, obviously affect my current child. Like I have to really put myself and my needs and my soul's desires first. So that just brought to light how all the places that I've abandoned myself in life and put other people first and other people's expectations and needs and wants. And so this past year, I've just been kind of like healing all of those people-pleasing tendencies. By the way, I've probably gotten like 10% through the process. There's a lot more to go and I'll be unwinding that whole conditioning um, probably my whole life. But I really put myself first and I, and I, it's been so intense and challenging and I would liken it to kind of an express lane of healing where I was just like, once I make the decision or set the intention, like boom, this healer came to me, boom, this experience came to me, boom. And I was just like one after another and everything just led, it was just this like miraculous unfolding. And I, you know, I ended up at Joe Dispenza's advanced week long, which you've heard me talk about that was transformative. But you know, I would never take the time to leave for a week, leave my family for a week and put my needs first like that. I would be riddled with guilt or wouldn't have the strength to leave my child who needed me. And, and, but because I knew I needed to do it for myself and for my soul, like my child was okay with it. Um, so it was just, it was been super intense for many different reasons that I can't go into because there's just too many people involved and too personal. But it's, I liken it to like being in a cocoon of pressure and like the old self dying, the caterpillar self dying. And it's so dark and mushy and messy and so hard. Like you need courage to just sit through that process, you know. And yeah, of course, I have my tendencies to escape through, you know, too much wine with my girlfriends or martini, like, but 
I had the experience of like, I need to feel this deep discomfort and pain of doing things differently and upsetting people and disappointing people and putting myself first and like, oh God, it, this has been like the most intense year of my life. Um, and there's lots of external challenges as well, you know, in the, in the family, locally, in society, globally, um, that we're all dealing with cause, you know, in the cosmos, like astro astrologically. So we're all feeling that and, um, and it's, or it's like a birth canal. I mean, this is the pressure and the fear that, and the discomfort that I've been feeling. And I was like, you know, I have all these tools and I, they're still not working because when you're, when you're going through the fire of transformation, the spiritual bypassing that I've been doing, you know, for the past 20 years in certain areas, like it, it no longer works. Like it's game time. You're dropping into your body and you're really, parts of you are dying and new parts of you are being birthed and it's uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, astrologically, you know, human design, everything points to I'm supposed to experience life, experience healing, and then share to help others or shine a light on the path, which is, you know, kind of what I do. So it makes sense. Um, so I will continue to share my learnings specifically as, you know, throughout different interviews as, as the podcast goes on. But I do feel like all of the healing I've done has, is about coming back to me. And I've had all, I, I've had access to so many wonderful teachers and people and modalities like Joe Dispenza's work and intuitives and, you know, world-renowned astrologers and so many people that have helped me come back to me. But ultimately, like, I have come back to my own inner voice. And even when people I look up to and almost like guruify, I've now been able to like sit with them and go, okay, that 82% resonates. And yes, yes, yes. But then this voice comes of like, oh, but this is your truth. And I've had the courage to follow that which I, I don't, you know, I've had moments before, but I feel like I'm coming into this next reconnection to myself so that I put that voice first. And I know I'll trip and fall because it's going to be a learning process to really um, know that voice and know that truth and discern it from other conflicting voices. But as I've healed so much of this people-pleasing aspect of myself and as I've created the healing space that I never allowed myself to command before um i'm just that voice of truth within me that voice that inner guidance system that knowing that i've had since i was a child that i get glimpses of i just feel like that's coming to the forefront and taking the wheel <sighs> so all of the pain i mean i've cried more tears this year than in my whole life altogether for sure and recently um but it just feels like this cleansing and it's so painful, but it's so necessary. Like that transformation coming out the other side as a butterfly or as, you know, a rebirth of self, like something has to die. And I feel like that's what this year has been about and reconnection to my truth, to my voice. And that's the goal of healing is to have teachers, have practitioners, have people 
reflect back to your blind spots, hold your hand through it, but ultimately you come back to you, your inner guru and your truth because no one's truth is higher for you than yours. And so that'll be my mission to continue to um, shine the light of awareness on how to excavate to your own truth and to create the conditions in your life and put yourself first and honor yourself first so you can come into alignment with your truth so then you can obviously heal your body when you're in alignment um, and also show up for your family members and your children and your children's children um, to to be a, a better human in the world and a better partner and a better mother or a better father so that's cool it's been challenging. It's been painful, but I feel like we're coming out the other side. We're birthing right now. Um, not over yet, but it's feeling good. So that's happening. I'll continue to share more about that. And then, yeah, we're up in the podcast to weekly episodes again. Um, I just feel like with all this healing work and coming back to myself and different things that have occurred, it just feels like time to put a little investment back into heal because it's just organically lived and had this beautiful life after release on its own with the book and the podcast and um, and the film just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding and so I just feel like it's time to just invest a little bit more energy into this beautiful platform and kind of you know what is it what is it called it's this it's this beautiful it, it has a life of its own but it continues to inspire people and i want to now I, now that i feel like i've kind of come back to myself i have more resources i have more energy i'm not trying to people please anymore so I'm, I've, I've called some of that energy back and now i can invest that back into sharing and talking and the podcast. So that's that's the next phase. We joined with an amazing partner, Cloud10. Um, so we will be coming at you every week. Be sure to subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts so that you won't miss um, these episodes. We've got some amazing guests coming in the new year and the rest of the year. Joe Dispenza, Zach Bush, we got Alyssa Goodman, we've got Kate Nelligan, um, so many amazing people. Um, so much wisdom to share, so much inspiration. And obviously you can tell that I'm amped up for the next phase. So um, that brings me to, oh yeah, and by the way, this is a podcast. So if you love what you hear, or if you liked an episode, or if you shared an episode, or if you subscribe, please just take the 30 seconds to rate and review us because the more stars we have and the more positive comments we have, you know, or if you've got feedback that we can improve upon, great, because we just want to continue to reach more people and do it in the highest quality, most um, high integrity way that we can. And so we really appreciate appreciate your feedback, your rates, your reviews, your subscribes, and your shares. So thank you. Okay, so that brings us to this beautiful ritual that I did last year. Um, this woman reached out on Instagram. Her name is Lara J. Day. Um, sh again, I'm going to interview her in an IG live to get to the specifics of this amazing ritual. But basically, she created this deck. It's this beautiful deck. It's called um, the 13 Holy Knights Oracle deck. And it basically, it brings us out of that like rushed 
pressure, materialism, forced giving, freneticism and chaos and ugh of, of the holiday season and brings us back to ourselves in this like beautiful time where it's dark and cold and and you turn within as the light, you know, as the, there's less light in the world and you're just supposed to turn within and be still in the stillness of the night and, and really connect with your soul and rest, like that deep rest to reflect on the year behind you and to start to intend for the year ahead. And so she sent me this deck last year and she said, you know, that was her intention. Um, and so basically I'm telling you about it now because it's Thanksgiving and I want you guys to have the chance, if this resonates, to order the deck and do this ritual come Christmas. So I'm just going to explain the, the deal and my experience with it. And then if you want to order the deck, I'll give you a discount code at the end of the podcast. And, we'll, and you know, you'll have to look out for the IG Live to get it from her mouth, which is going to be much more detailed and inspiring. Um, so the between Christmas Eve and the evening and, down, you know, sundown on Christmas Day, you pick three cards. And that is going to give you the overall energy for the next year. And it's wild. She she said, every year I do this, and the cards are so accurate of how the next year unfolds. So it's, it's you know, and you just have to trust, like reading a tarot deck or, you know, that the, the energy never lies, right? So you just trust and you get still and you have your intentions and you journal. And so for the that first 24-hour period, you set the tone for the whole year and you pick one mineral card, one stone crystal card, um, one herb card, and one animal card. And then you read about them and you write about them and what that means. So like I think last year I picked rose, garnet, and owl. Um, and then the following 24 hours, so between sundown on Christmas Day and sundown on the 26th, you pick a card. You have the whole deck together, so it could be an animal, a mineral, or an herb. And that will be the card for January. And then that continues for the following, you know, subsequent 11 days. So you pick the three cards initially, and then 12 days after you pick one card for each month of the year. And guys, it is wild. So leading up to New Year's of last year, I had been, I just kept feeling this call to, and I've had it my whole life, but it comes and goes, and it started getting stronger again, to write music, not, not music, to write lyrics, to write songs. And so I was like, okay, so January, I'm going to do sober January or dry January, whatever you call it. And I'm going to just get really creative because when I don't drink or, you know, when I'm sleeping really well, um, I get really creative and it's usually early morning, like four to 6 a.m. And I was all, I was like, okay, that's going to be my January. Then I pulled these cards and the first card I pulled for January was whale, which is all about song and storytelling through song. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy, because I had already intended. So that just locked in the belief into the system. And then as the months went on, you know, you, you pull all your cards at that week and you write it down. So throughout this whole year, I've looked back in my journal and I was like, okay, what did I pull? At the beginning of every month, I'm like, what did I pull for September? What did I pull for October? November, I pulled um, the wolf. So we're in November now. And the wolf is all about pathfinding. Um, you're the pathfinder and you stick with your pack but you're also wildly independent and it's uh, it was just it's like so reflective of 
what's going on in my life right now. It's wild. Again, can't go into details because it's a little too personal and raw. Um, but perhaps in hindsight, I'll look back. But I'm just letting you know that it's so wild how right on these cards are. And you're picking them a year in advance, months in advance. So um, if that resonates with you, and, and by the way, the deck is so beautiful, like these cards. I mean, she did a wonderful job. And you could just pull cards randomly. Like I used to lay them um, out before school and Riley's like, let's pick a card, let's pick a card. And so, you know, I just picked Bear. Look at these beautiful cards. They're amazing. Um, so like Bear, I'm just going to give you a little ditty. I just picked Bear. It's a gorgeous card. So I'm going to go to the, go to the Bear. And... Um, it's about retreat, deep rest, introspection, intuition. Bear could be called the den mother of the Holy Night's ritual. Every year, she faithfully returns to her cave to hibernate, to spend the winter months in deep, dark, nourishing silence. Bear knows that the infinity of the heavens lies not only above, but also within. She reminds us of the vital importance of turning inward, of journeying to the infinitely deep inner cave that awaits each and every one of us. So then she goes on a few more pages um, and then there's a nice little summary at the end and says, if Bear has lumbered into your holy nights, she may be asking you to slow down, to listen to your inner voice, to simply be with yourself in solitude and stillness. Bear knows that no one else can do this for you. You and only you can carve out an inner cave for yourself where you will find deep rest, profound nourishment and personal truth. So, you know. There's that and so much more. Rainbow Obsidian. It's really one of the most beautiful decks I've ever seen. So if that resonates, check it out. It's called the 13 Holy Knights Oracle Deck. Um, we will put the link in the show notes. And the code is Kelly15 or Kelly15 with the percent sign. I reached out to Laura right before this to ask if we could give the code to my audience. And she's dealing with her... Um, poor mother who had an accident and so she's in a little intense right now so I it's either Kelly 15 or Kelly 15 with the percent sign try both um, and tune in for or stay tuned for that IG live I do with her because she'll explain it way better than I did but it's a fabulous way to um, really just set the intention for the next year and kind of get excited about what's going to unfold. And then you look back throughout the year 2024 and look at these cards and go wow how does the energy know it's pretty wild i love that stuff clearly so that's it guys i'm gonna keep having these solo podcasts every now and then although we have like so many guests in queue for you um but yeah just thank you again for following us and being part of our community reach out if you have any suggestions people you want to see on the podcast um, again you could listen anywhere podcasts are found, or you could watch us on YouTube. Um, sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already on HealDocumentary.com because we send out a newsletter every week with lots of, you know, great little nuggets of, of wisdom and, and different programs and, and collaborations we're doing with people that you won't want to miss. Um, all right. Be blessed. Enjoy the day with your family and your loved ones. And uh, yeah, gratitude. It's a good, it's a good way to, one of my favorite things is gratitude journaling. I've talked about this before and, and it's very prevalent um, in Joe Dispenza's work, 
But you know, the mind, the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined. I'm just going to leave you with this note. So because of survival and because we're just inundated with negative information, you know, we have this tendency to go to the worst case scenario or get fixated on what we fear. And I just think we are so powerful. And as we become more and more conscious and healed and aware and awake, like gratitude is the tool where you can grab back the reins of your mind, this wild stallion of your mind, and focus on what you do want. Start with what you are actually grateful for in your life. I'm so grateful for my health. I'm so grateful for my loved ones and their health. I'm so grateful that I have access to healthy food and clean water and warm shelter. I mean, just the basic needs that so many people on this planet do not have. And and then you start to, whether you're just doing this in your mind before bed or right after waking up, or you know, I think writing for me is very powerful too, so I write this in a journal. And then you start to mix in things you're grateful for that you desire as if you already have them. Because like I said, the universe, the mind, the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined. So when you start to visualize what it is that you want, so let's say it's love or a baby or a promotion or a vacation or a cat, you know, whatever it is you want, you visualize yourself having that. You spend the two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, visualizing the things and the experiences that you want to have. And then feel the elevated emotions, the love, oh my gosh, the relief, the gratitude of you experiencing these things and having these things. And you shift your energy, you shift your vibration, and that sends out a different wave into the field. And then you start to become a magnet back. And of course, we're going to be ripped into the current of fear every now and then. But if we can catch ourselves and come back to gratitude and that exercise of like <sighs> focusing on what we want as if we already have it and, and just being grateful for what's here right now with us, even if it's just our basic needs, um, you really shift your life and become a magnet to so much more. What you appreciate appreciates. And I just started re-listening to Abraham Hicks and um, their work through Esther Hicks, asking as is given, or money in the law of attraction. Like, if you're interested in kind of some of this gratitude work, I would um, suggest, you know, looking into Joe Dispenza's meditations and his work, and also Abraham Hicks. You know, dig a little deeper if you want. So that's what I'm doing these days. All right, that's it. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Heal Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for more empowering wisdom and inspiring healing stories. And make sure you hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answer you've been searching for. And please rate and review us so that we can grow and reach more people. Thanks so much and be well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.